The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I got the keys ready to come in. You know, come the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play a little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider-Man number one looks like? Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Disassembled. I'm alone today. I'm Oz Magnum, the host, your host. The only one here today. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't say we have a good show. I'm by myself, so it's going to last about 20 seconds. <laughs> I can finish all the reviews and the news in like five minutes. But if you're if you're on chat on all games or whatever, you, you shoot the shit with me because that's, that's all I really can do here. I, Joe was supposed to review Hackslash versus... Chaos Comics on Dynamite. He did that yesterday, but some reason Twitch didn't start recording when I needed it to, so he recorded it later, and that segment was like half cut, so we're going to do it again today, but he's not here. And then I have a review for of a Vertigo comic that I bought last year to review for the show, and then I don't think I ever got to it. Maybe it seemed oddly familiar when I read it. It was, it was kind of... Um, familiar so i know i read it and i read it for the second time today but yeah you know i'm gonna review high level on vertigo six issue miniseries i don't know if it's actually finished or if it got disrupted by the covid19 work stoppage but yeah here i am uh if you need to to call in you can't because larry's not here but you can call me moses magnum and yeah i'm here by myself, alone on the stream. It looks like I'm alone in chat too. There's nobody here. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I got a got a couple news stories, and and you know everybody's ready for uh, the all like it's supposed to be free comic book day, and that's supposed to be this Saturday, and, and it's not happening. So 
that is one of the things that people are trying to do virtually. And actually, right now, Alt Comic Con, Alt Free Comic Book Day is going on right now. And uh, I don't know what it's actually like. So I'll probably pipe it in as I type it and see if uh, you can listen in too. <laughs> Let's see, free comic book day, no, I don't know where alt free comic book day is. Well, yeah, who knows. But yeah, uh, in the meantime, I guess I'll start with my review for High Level. High Level is a vertical comic, came out last year sometime in 2019, in the before times, and it, it was... One of these books that it's the, toward the ends of of Vertigo. You know, there was a whole time when Karen Berger. Uh, people say that that's when Vertigo ended. Then there was a little time after where they were still publishing books, but none of them. There are some creator owned, but not really. Uh, most of them were just properties like Constantine and Swamp Thing, and not even Swamp Thing, but it, maybe just Constantine. And Constantine basically. He would cross over to the New 52 and had his book till that ran out. And then there was like nothing for a while. Um, all the talent from Vertigo was actually working on some of the New 52 books. And then they got a new editor. They came back. They had a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and then they did the Sandman Universe stuff. And then this is one of the. High Level is one of these creator-owned books that they had towards the end before it turned into DC Black or whatever. But the synopsis for High Level is as follows. Hundreds of years after the world ended and human society has rebuilt from scratch, a self-interested smuggler is forced to traverse the new continent of danger and mystery to deliver a child messiah to High Level, a mythical city at the top of the world from which no one has ever returned. Don't miss the start of a new series from writer Rob Sheridan, co-creator of Nine Inch Nails' groundbreaking Year Zero alternate reality game. And that's the, the sales pitch. And I'm going to go ahead and put some of these pictures in chat. Uh, they're the alternate covers for the first issue. I don't have actual art for you, but yeah, enjoy these. I'm sure you could find it online. But it... it it's an interesting little story. It starts off, the first page is, takes place in like a medieval type of setting. Like something out of Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. But it's nice and bright and nice and, and uh, yeah, optimistic looking. And then it's being narrated by the main character. But you're watching these people kind of have their day there in this mystical fantasy setting and that that that's that that's how it starts i was like this doesn't look like this at all but yeah then then two pages in it switches to this main character going to a bar and delivering something she had smuggled a chip getting paid and then she has a run-in with this military group and she manages to get out of there goes home one of her friends shows up telling him telling her hey i'm uh 
I'm leaving. This dude's name is Jasper. He goes, I'm leaving. I'm going to high level. And she's like, what? Like, you don't believe in this shit? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, it looks like I, I could build a new life there. I'm going. He goes. He decides to... He decides to go, and she's like, well, I guess I'm just going to miss you. She takes another job. And this kind of reminds me of the old Fallout series, Brotherhood of Steel, because this other job is at this, like, robot factory warehouse, and... She just has to get in the get a chip and get it out, and then she gets um, jumped by these half, like bionic people that are like angry at people that are full flesh and blood. Like they they need to be mixed with robots or try to become full robots, and that's one of those things that you see in a, in a lot of different uh, dystopian fantasy. I know the was it Mortal Engines or something had a similar thing, and you know, Fallout in Brotherhood of Steel, and, and I'm sure, I think in Fallout 3, there was a brother, Brotherhood of Steel uh, part 2, where that's these people that are transhumanists, in a sense, like, they're trying to become robotic people, and she gets captured, and they're gonna force her to get some of her limbs taken off, and become cybernetic, and then she gets saved by someone from her past. An ex-boyfriend of hers, and uh, he saves her, they have a discussion, uh, you know, the, this this little conversation after that conflict is revealing about her past and her motivations and things and, and how they kind of relate. And it was done in an interesting way where it's like, this is number one, but you're getting stuff from that you would get like in issue zero in just three panels of dialogue. I thought that was pretty good. It just it just flowed naturally, natural conversation. And then through that conversation, she finds out that her ex-boyfriend says, Hey, I need you to smuggle something for me. I can only, I need somebody that I can trust. And that's you. She basically takes the job, but reluctantly. And it's the, she has to smuggle a little girl to high level. So she didn't even want to go to high level at the beginning of the story. And everything led her to going to high level. Uh, That city in the sky. And that's where it ends. So there is six, there's five more issues. I'm going to be reading those since now we have time. But it, it's 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 a good little little uh dystopian story. Where I'm confused is what was that medieval setting at the first page? Am I going to see that again? Is that going to be the is, is are we going to see I mean I'm sure we are going to see it again, but how is it going to tie in? That's what out of this whole adventure journey hero's journey that i i saw like the the part that i just can't get out of my head is that little fantasy world where is that <laughs> gonna come up how is it gonna play in um because it seems like this dystopian future is based on ours our present like it's it's our society but in a distant future uh judging by how they treat religion and things as an old myth and stuff but who knows who knows? It's written by a dude named Rob Sheridan, and as I read earlier in the little synopsis, he he was the guy that wrote uh, the Nine Inch Nails alternate reality game, and it's done. It's drawn by Barnaby Bagenda, and he does a really good good work here. Uh, he did the cover right there that you see in chat, and then Romulo Fajardo Jr. is the colorist and 
this is one of these books. We, we've been talking about this aspect of comics this week on Fantastic Forum. I think this week and some of it last week where you have the pencil art and then the inks and that automatically changes everything. Like sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, or sometimes, you know, it just is. And then the colors can really drastically change the artist's vision, both the inkers and the the penciler. And the colors usually end up being something that, you know, enhances, makes every, the experience more immersive or, or, or gives it uh, tone and, and the- themes and, and and experience. But sometimes it could go bad. If you use the wrong color theory, the wrong saturation, you know, just like in everything where you have to deal with color, like the slight color variation will change your mind's perception of what that's supposed to be. If the shadow's in the wrong direction, like even if you don't notice it cognitively, unconsciously, you're going to realize something's off and that's that's not going to feel that good to you. But with this comic, I can't see where the pencils were and the colors the inks came in and the colors came in like everything is just so seamlessly together like it feels like one person did everything even the writer like it just everything is just so synergist i don't know if that's a word i don't have larry here to correct me but i don't know if there's a a a certain amount of synergy here with that but like it it just feels like there is and it could have just been done by one person and I like that. I, I like that a lot. That 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 is, even the story itself is kind of. Um, I wouldn't say run of the mill, but it is a little tropey. Like you see it before, you see it almost everywhere that you have a dystopian uh, fiction. Excuse me, I gotta sneeze. All right, I'm back. So it, it's very. It, it is a uh, the art supersedes the story the story to me is common it's nothing new nothing i haven't seen even with adding that little fantasy thing at, at the beginning i'm sure i've seen it before it feels feels oddly familiar and yeah that's that's high level number one for you i i would give it a four out of five because the art is just so good i like the design she the the main character is a tinker she plays with little Salvage parts creates little tiny robot toys and drones and things that can help her and entertain her. And uh, I like that aspect of the character, but I want to see how it plays out. I mean, that little bit of parallel between her and the little robots and then the transhumanists and what they were doing to her kind of plays pretty well at the flow of this story. But I want to see where that leads to and that pays off. So stay tuned for this coming review of the rest of this series. Hopefully I, I can... I can finish it before Monday or Tuesday, and then I'll get to that. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the review for today. Hello? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? So, yeah, I just reviewed high level number one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joe has joined us. He's here. He's going to get to his review that I promised of Hackslash versus Chaos Comics. We're finally going to get to that again, and this time, without any interruption or mad bugginess. But yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little yeah. tired, but I'm okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you? How I, are you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, 
I went. I had a weird morning. I went to put to move my car because they were doing the construction on the streets and all that. So I had to go bring it back. But my tire was low, so I'm like, you know what? Might as well go put gas and fill my air on my tire. And I went to the gas station, and it, it's odd going to a gas station like in these times. Like I went and it felt like I lived in like Buck Tussle. Or like Oklahoma or something in like nineteen thirty something, like in those old <laughs> movies where you just you go you sit, it's empty, and like the owner of the gas station is watering the grass in front, you know, and right, it's just so dead. And and the weird thing is because it's a guy I see regularly, um, when I used to go to work in the mornings, that's where I would put gas. Cause on the way to the freeway, and you know he's always he recognized me because my car's a gas guzzler, and I end up going twice a week sometimes if I if I put fill up in the morning or or in, and not in the afternoon. But yeah, so he knows me. But now with this whole mask thing, he didn't recognize me. So I'm over here trying to make conversation with him, and he's like, "Oh, this is a, a kind stranger that cares about how business is going for me." So it's just, it's odd. It's very odd. I don't I don't know if I can get used to it. Yeah. But other than, right. other than that, uh, it worked out. I I got a little. Uh, I had I got a monster. That's one of the things I miss in this whole thing because it's an impulse buy for me when I go to work or something. But it, it's like if you haven't had one for a month. And you have one. It was so good. The first one I had, like, I think, what was it, two days ago? And uh, so I went and got one today, too, <laughs> while I was there. Right. And the first one I had in a month tasted like pineapple almost. I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't realize how good this shit is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Let's talk a little bit about this. Hack slash versus chaos. I actually read it too, so I can contribute to your review and know exactly what you're talking about this time around. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, hack slash versus chaos number one. Uh, was written by Tim Seeley, drawn by Rafa Labosco, the colors by D. Kennedy. And it's uh, basically uh, slasher killers are back and evil Ernie comes to tell Cassandra uh, basically to help her find out where they're coming from so that they can stop them. And, uh, you know, in the middle they do the whole misunderstanding fight with Casey or Cassandra uh, fighting the chosen after Ernie kidnaps Voodoo uh, in order to get the knife or they don't get the knife to get information about the knife that they could use to end Hunter or to end slasher killers permanently who is being held by Scandra of Alexandria. 
And so, yeah, that's basically how it starts off. There was a and, uh, there, oh, was, there was a moment at first, like because I know when we talked about it before, and unfortunately it didn't go over the airwaves. Um, you kind of talked about how when they meet with with uh, Evil Ernie, they kind of talk about how they kind of they it talks about their past together. So you're not entirely lost at how they know each other. Right, and that was the, like you said, it was done really pretty well. And reading it after knowing that, it, it went well for me too. But one of the things that happened later is is this weird thing where they they both uh, Cassandra and Vlad think this chick is hot, and it, it, Vlad says, "Don't tell Vampirella." And I was like, "What?" Like, now I got to get the Hackslash Vampirella one, too, because I like Vampirella and Hackslash. Right. So I got to, that, that you didn't get to mention before. So when I read it, I was like, that was like, whoa, like that's, that was something new for me. Even though you told me everything about this book, reading it was, <laughs> was its own experience for me because of that. Because, <laughs> of course, when you talk mm. about it, you don't do all the details, you know? Right. But yeah. So, um, it's a pretty good book. I like the art. The art is decent. Um, good pacing. Uh, yeah, it is a little tropey with the misunderstanding leading to the fight. But that could be forgiven. Yeah, um, I know Hack Slash plays on tropes a lot. Because even in this one, like the the initial MacGuffin conflict is like tropey, like yeah, teenagers in the haunted place or whatever. But even the way it ex- they executed, like with the vlogging, adding the vlogging aspect and and a little bit of how it, it kind of plays out and kind of a little bit of a twist, kind of is kind is is. A testament to Hack Slash, like they—they've, even though it's tropey, they still managed to adapt and and make it feel a little bit more new for people that have read Hack Slash before. And even if you're used to tropes in horror movies, like the way they handle the tropes are a little different too, you know. Right. And I will say, Vlad is pretty funny. You know, talking to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this the YouTubes? You like to see things come out of package, yes? <laughs> <laughs> and then he throws in, like, the, the little sleazy joke. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I will make something come from my come from my own package if you send money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, what was the other thing? He says, listen up, tubers of you. <laughs> like he says, because he has the accent. Right. And, uh, you know, one thing in this book that was different from anything I've read in Hack Slash was Vlad a little bit. Like, he, he's kind of evolved a little more. I think the stuff that I read was, like, the omnibus that we read, and that was more early on stuff. Because I'd never seen him without his mask, I don't think. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, that sounds familiar. 
And then here he he took it off, and he has like normal conversation, sort of as normal as it could be for Vlad with Cassandra. So it's like their f- friendship and companionship has grown a little, which is like, oh, you know what? I gotta I gotta find a like a definitive like read through list where I can kind of go back and and see the the that development, you know? Right. So, oh, because this was a re-review, um, one of the things I talked about, which uh, I didn't mention this time, is one of the reasons I wanted to do this book was because we were recently talking about Chaos Comics, and this book is free on Comixology. So, you know, it's a free book, and... uh yeah, since we were talking about chaos. Yeah. Um Yeah, like fits. And it's like if you guys want, you can grab it for free. Like love it or hate it, you can there's no cost to try it out. Yeah, I did when I was preparing the description for the show, I did hit a link so our description is clickable and it'll take you to that download. So be on the lookout for that. You nice. Yeah. I did notice because I, I went and got the free one. And then the rest of it is available. Um, If you want to buy like the whole set, it's on sale. It's usually about, I think, like 16 bucks or something. And it's on sale for like 11. So it's a little bit of a smaller discount than what they're doing now for almost everything else. But. It, it, you get the first one free, so at the very least, you know if you would want to get the the other one at the discount. Right. That's kind of a mo deal. <laughs> so cool. Where uh, where do you think this is going? Like, how how do you feel it's gonna go? Like, knowing the little bit of tropiness and what from what you've seen. Because it, it is like six issues, I think. Or five. Right. Yeah. It's weird because I haven't read Hack Slash in like years. Unfortunately, I, it's one of the things I really liked, but I just kind of fell off. Like I just didn't keep up with it. And I have almost no experience with chaos. Uh-huh. So it's hard to say where exactly this is going. I mean... It looks like she might go to hell and fuck with the devil. Maybe. Yeah. Like the devil kind of interested in things that are going on. Yeah. And that's the devil from chaos too. Right. Like cremator was there. Yeah. Who was a good guy in the movie. Yeah. I I think. Yeah. In the movie, yeah, in the movie he was a good guy, but it, it's one of those things where, um, because I think he's ambivalent too, because you know he's in hell, <laughs> like he can be good, but it's relative, you know, like he's not good enough to be in the heaven, yeah. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's got a naked woman with them for some reason. I'm not sure what's going on with that. If they'll answer that, it's. I think it's. It, issues. 
it's kind of, I think it's kind of like that uh torture scene in in the Mortal Kombat movie we reviewed. So I think it's just there. <laughs> I don't think it, they're doing what they did to Scorpion, but you know, to her and she's naked unlike Scorpion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they might not, well, I mean, but who knows? I'm sorry? Like I don't know. It's weird because they paid like they mentioned how she's feisty and how they they had to make new chains for her. Oh yeah. Like if it were just a one-off torture thing, I wouldn't think they would bring attention to it. It would just be in the background, kind of like in the last panel where you have the naked, well, the victims. Yeah. And they're just there, they're just like there, they're yeah. not the focus. They have no mention. Like, it's all about the knife. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. I, it might be, she might be a character that I don't recognize or somebody they're going to introduce. Oh, wait, no. Okay, I know who that is. I'm sorry. I think, I think that's the one that went missing. I have to read it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, for a third time. But I think that is the woman that uh, Voodoo was trying to contact. Oh, okay. Yeah, when she says, uh, um, she says, Um, never mind. I can't find it. <laughs> so the art myself, like I like the cover. Um, it looks a little different than the standard chaos comics art that I'm used to for these characters. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like that as well for the interior. And it, it at first, it's a little um, it's a little odd. Like it was a little harder getting used to it, but the story just flows properly. And for that, it, it's almost like standard uh, hack slash art. So for for those characters to be in there, it kind of it kind of works. It's almost like when you you have a crossover of two different cartoons, you know. That aren't that aren't necessarily the same. You kind of redesigned a little bit, you tweak, and that's kind of how I saw this. But that opening page, uh, where the guy's like the YouTuber guy, like I thought that art was really good for some reason. Just that that one <laughs> that page, like I like the whole thing, but that page it kind of it added to that little like whimsical type of intro. You know, it's almost like when you're making a movie, you cast, and that's gonna be your first scene where these people get killed and they're in a, a you know like a beach party or, or this little youtube haunted house challenge thing like mm -hmm. if you don't cast those people right that first moment's gonna feel weird and that's kind of how i felt about this page where it's like it was just drawn perfectly for that scene and i i like that it's kind of the again testament to hack slash it's one of these books that i wish would get more 
a little more notoriety, not from comic people, but maybe make a movie that makes me angry after. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I would love to right. see, I would love to see these characters in live action, or even animated. An animated hack slash would be great. But um, it would make a really interesting series, I think. Yeah, because it's still like the monster of the week, but it's not like it, it's a little bit more deep, and they managed to get deep stuff with the characters in 22 pages so i can only imagine what they do like in a movie or in a series you know Mm-hmm. i would like to because it, it, it reminds me of supernatural a lot but i think these characters have more of an edge to them you know because you know right one's a slasher one has like a invested interest to hate slashers <laughs> and they're like the odd couple at first and then now it's like Wow, they're they're like brother and sister almost, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that dynamic, and I want that growth, like seeing that growth over, let's say, you know, a good show that lasts about two, three, four seasons. Like I would like to experience. Right. It would have to be kind of like rated R or something, like on a network that lets them do whatever, like HBO or Netflix. But, yeah. But yeah. That would be cool. I would like, I'd watch that. So, yeah. So, what would you rate this? I would rate it a three and a half out of five. Okay. Yeah, I would do, uh, I think I would do a. F- about a three and a half or 3.75 like close to four because i i did really like it but it's one of those things where i want to i want to see i would want to rate the whole arc you know right it's as much as we say that hack slash feels like it would be a good little horror movie like one issue is just the first 20 minutes or or so of of a movie you know of the adventure we only got we only got 20 percent of it you know Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I'm gonna be reading it. I don't know if I like. I also kind of want to get it physically too, but I don't know. I'll yeah, see. I could see that. Yeah, it just it I, it just feels like uh, I would be a uh, it would be a good little a good experience to read it handheld on the on it but yeah who knows maybe after all this is done I'll, I'll get a physical one in the meantime i'll read it digital but yeah right let's see what's next on the docket uh speaking of those going on for seasons mm-hmm. i just finished season three of stranger things oh, man. and man <laughs> I'll tell you, that last episode is intense. Yeah, huh? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, so I'm caught up now, and I'm on the hype, I'm on board with the hype train, and, dude, I can't believe they did the never-ending story duet. (laughs) Like, that was, that was so cool. And so cringe (laughs) at the same time, like. Yeah. And yeah, that was just amazing. How'd you like that? Like that monster, man. That that because dude, the, I love 
monster. So the, crazy, huh? The mon- yeah. It's like, it's just a cool looking monster. Yeah. It's like amorphous almost because it doesn't really have a form, but but it does. <laughs> and it's still intimidating. Like, it's so crazy. Right. And the carnival scene too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think season three is the my favorite season out of the three. And it's like, I wish, like, when it, when it ended, I was like, I wish this is where it stops. Like, ending like this, like, is a good ending. Like, even though, you know, you still have questions, but I'd rather have questions than have them be resolved in a way that's not good, you know? And, mm-hmm. yeah, now we're getting season four, but, you know, like I said last time, like, it's going to be the end of that. That's going to be the end for sure, so. Hopefully they don't pull a Lucifer and all of a sudden force them to do another one, you know? But Right. But we'll see. As long as it's them with their ideas, like, as long as they're not being pressured or they don't bail on the project and have someone completely different take over, like, I think it should be good. Yeah. Like, because it's weird. Like, at the end of every season, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, that was great, but where do they go from here? Yeah. And then I watch, but then I immediately start watching the second season, the next season. Like, yeah. I immediately start watching the next season. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. Like, this is going to be good. <laughs> so it's like, but it's weird. Yeah, like, after season one, I was like, where where could I possibly go? Like, yeah. where are they going to go from here? Like, and then at the season, after season two, I was like, man, like, now they really have nowhere to go. Like, what's season three going to be about? And then that was amazing. And I'm like, man, like, what are they going to do with season four? Like, the mall blew up. <laughs> they blew up the mall. Like, I don't know how they're going to recover from that. Like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Did you, uh, what did you think of that, that Ghostbusters conversation at the beginning the of Ghostbusters? Yeah. On, oh, when... yeah. That, that was funny. I, I yeah. like that. You like that? Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I remember uh, Larry was talking about that, and you didn't get to comment because <laughs> you hadn't watched it yet. But So now you got to read No, that was great. Lucas threw in the stutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was great. Now you and gotta... Lucas finally, his slingshot was worth a damn. <laughs> Which probably isn't. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Um, now you gotta you gotta read the comics and the what else? There's a novel too. Play the game and play the game too. Right. The, there's a novel and yeah. no, the novel is like. The... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The the novel. Oh, I was gonna. <laughs> sorry, we got a little bit of delay. I'm sorry. <laughs> The novel is um, based on the sheriff dude, and I think it takes place like with some of the stuff he's dealing with in season one and two, like oh. of course that time. But it's his like memory of like instead of doing a flashback on the show, they do it in the novel. I think that's kind of what I get from in from judging the book by the cover. But the cover just looks good because it's just done, you know, because even like the font of the show and the, the music of the show is kind of throwbacky 
to what you know those type old horror like almost all ages horror type movies and stuff were like and then the book looks like one of those old timey like horror books that used to be really good you know so mm-hmm. the cover makes me like man I wish I read books without pictures but right. I just read the back and that and then the game I'm not sure where it takes place or how but but that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. And I was wh- going to say, the other conversation I really liked was the My Little Pony conversation. Uh, I, I don't even remember that one. Where, uh, what's his name? Uh, curly hair. Toothless. Uh-huh. He's the, basically talking to Lucas's little sister and telling her that she's a nerd. And so, like, uh, he brings up the the, the last story arc of My Little Pony, and he's like, Dragon's Castle is like, all that is nerd stuff. I.e., you're a nerd. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, Lucas' little sister, right? Yeah. It was Lucas' little sister that said that, right? That was talking to him? Yeah. Yeah. I love that character, like, when she grew up more. In season three, like she's, have, she's a good character. So annoying. Yeah. She, like I fucking hated her. Yeah. I don't know. She's just too smug and too. Yeah. But I mean, at least she was useful at the end. Yeah. But, yeah. Someone needs to fix her attitude. <laughs> Well, it's the thing is what made her be useful at the end is kind of her attitude too. You know, she's not like stuck in in like that mindset like the other kids. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that that's I think that's kind of why I like it. Like they're still like in the same, but it's almost a spectrum. You know, like like I used to always say that nerd shit. Like there's the jocks and the nerds, but the knocks are just sports nerds, you know? Like they they know as many stats as anybody playing Magic the Gathering, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh that so that I think that that's kinda reflective of that sort of not a lot, but but I think it worked. Right. <laughs> Hex says, Congrats, Jay, welcome to twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here the oh while we were talking about so i couldn't get a hold of you earlier so i started the show by myself i did a little review and i'm like well if if i can't get a hold of joe this show's gonna be like 20 minutes (laughs) yeah and then right um so i said right before i got your message or i saw your message i don't think I, i actually got it at that moment i uh I don't know if it's the, I think there's something going on with either my connectivity cuz it takes long to call out like longer than usual now and then I guess it times out and says you're not online or something. So it's happened a couple times already so I think it's I I got to figure this out but that's beside the point. But I played the news and one of the stories I was going to do was um I'm going to do it now since we just talked about Hack Slash 2 is because it's May the 4th coming up 
their coffin comics is releasing some variants that you could only order on that day for Lady Death and they're all like Star Wars homage covers and prints and I'm gonna go ahead and put those in chat and some of them are naughty as they say but they're gonna be fine I'm sure to put in chat because they're censored for the website okay let's see here only order them from the the site. We can't get them digital on Comixology. I don't think so, man. Because I don't think they're even printed yet. Like you just buy them and order them between the first today and the fourth, and then you'll get them sometime later. So I don't think they're they're gonna be digital. But you know, yeah, they're. It's one of those things like you. They need to start looking into moving shit to digital now because we don't know what business is going to be like moving forward, you know? And it's like, you're mm-hmm. just, you're not going to just not make comics, you know? And then now I'm right. like, I'm even at the point now where I'm like, you know what? Like, I like buying digital shit, but it's like, I'm, I'm going to spend all my money buying old shit. <laughs> so when the new shit comes out, I'm not going to have it right off the bat. You know what I mean? So it's like, if they would have just mm-hmm. kept, I know Larry don't like to hear this in comic shops. Don't want to hear this either. But if the the shop, the publishers just kept doing digital straight through, they would have had a surge in sales in digital. And then the collector people, which let's face it, a lot of the collector people are the ones that buy physical. It, the people that just want to read stories will do either or, I'm sure. Um, and I'm, I'm really only speaking for myself because I'm not a – a collector like that anymore. All I really collect is white covers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, I would, if I like something, I'll buy it the physical later, you know? But right, I think they, they probably would have created a more of a market for digital. Like, especially if the experience was well for them, when the experience went well for them, they'd probably be like, you know what? Okay. I can't make it to the shop. So I'll just buy it digitally. And then, I'll have my, if it's on the pull list, I'll have, you know, you're spending double the money. I, I think the price point is another issue they need to fix, but who knows, man? I mean, I don't think that's ever going to get fixed for digital. They they kind of, the people that buy digital are okay paying full price now for the most part. Right. You know? The, the, yeah. The good thing about digital is that if you don't get it off the bat, every now and then they'll do like a sale or, or, or bundles, you know, like there's, um, I had a, I had so yeah so ladydeathstore dot com has that I like the Death Wars one at the bottom here. Okay, yeah, yeah that's not bad. Yeah, but you can get these. You know, weird. What I kind of like the the action figure cover. Yeah. Which I know you guys were showing me an action figure cover the other day. And I remember not being impressed. I don't remember which one it was. I think. But. Yeah, this one is kind of cool. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I I think you know what helps it? Because I think the action figure cover that you saw was an actual picture of an action figure. And then like printed on the cover. Whereas this, it's all drawn. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not entirely sure because I don't even remember which one. Hex says dead tits. Bursa six hundred and sixty-six cents. <laughs> yeah, 
Because I don't know. I'm debating whether I should get one of these or not. But if anything, I'll probably do the Death Wars one. And it's weird because I don't even know what issue of Lady Death it is. I just want that cover, which is... Right. It, it's... it's a, I guess it's a business model that's working for Coffin because they're not, you know... They got me to think about buying some of these, you know, like they, all these you can get as a print 11 by 17 or as a comic book cover for something. I'm sure on the website it says what the comic is inside, but I was just at the picture. I'm like, I like I like the, the f- action figure cover and I like the homage cover. And then, of course, the other ones, the pinup covers are I like, too. They're, they look good, but they're almost all the same. Like, I'm, you know, they're not nothing entirely special other than having the princess leia slave leia costume but uh heck says it's the 666th issue uh they all say that (laughs) all the homage covers and all the homage like alternate stuff like say that because i think well i don't even have them here but uh, actually hold on right Yeah, um, the, okay, so, like, the, the Captain Death variant that I have, homage, says number one, but it's 666 thrilling pages, and then 666 <laughs> cents, so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they all say some form, like, I don't think it's actually the 666th issue, but, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I might get. I might get one. But they're, and they're not entirely cheap either. I think they're like twenty bucks a pop. So, wow. Yeah. It, it, I guess that's why they're not doing them digitally. But yeah, maybe maybe I won't do that. I don't know. I want one, but twenty bucks is a little steep. Right. Burn chess says, "LOL, what's with the naughty sticker?" <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we don't want to get kicked out of chat. <laughs> Yeah, there's some things we can't show on all games. Yeah. And and that's actually from the website. That's how it is on the website, too, because if they just show it to you, you're not going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Also, then they got to worry about age gates and shit. Yeah, that, too. And all th- those things ultimately make the the accessibility, like, more limited and you don't want that when especially when you're selling comics for 20 bucks a pop he says it's not a it's not a white cover so you're definitely not getting it mo i'm like i don't know man i mean her skin is white so they could draw on that <laughs> but yeah no nah, yeah I, I wish they would do a white cover I'm going to ask them. I'm going to tell them, hey, man, is there any way we could get a white cover? Maybe the one that's not not uh, 20 bucks. Although I've been known to spend more <laughs> on a white cover sometimes uh, without any art. I think the most I've paid for one, I think, was like 15 bucks. So 20 bucks ain't too bad. I mean, it is bad, but, you know, right now I can't buy it. Right. But yeah. <clears throat> I was playing this game called uh, Transistor on the Switch. It was on sale. It's from the people that made this game called Bastion. And I just like the look of this game, man. Transistor, it's kind of like... 
it's kind of like a turn-based RPG, but it's one of those that are a little m- more, uh, I want to say, tactical. Um, where oh. you kind of plan out, well, you can actually just fight like action RPG style, but then you hit a button and you can actually plan out like moves, like you run, hit this guy, throw an elemental attack, or well, in this case, they're cyber because it's like disrupting their comms or whatever. It's, you know, it's kind of cyberpunky. And, um, but like, let's say you have three of them, you can move around the three and then come back in a time limit. So you have a certain time limit to set up that little strategy and then you hit execute and it does it. And then you wait your turn to do it again. Um, or you can just slash the one nearest to you while you're waiting. So it's like a combination of the, the RPG and it's, it's the isometric stuff too. So it's kind of fun. I'm usually not, don't play those a lot because I, I, I just for some reason I just don't I like my RPGs a little more traditional but this one this one looks pretty good I, I really like the art is what got me and uh, let me see if I can put this art in the chat and uh, I, I actually recorded some game footage because I bought a capture card oh you put it in there already um, and so I record it, but <laughs> I got my capture card from like AliExpress or one of these like bootleg marketplaces. Oh, okay. So it's like, like full HD, everything, $10. <laughs> Man, this thing, looked, <laughs> it looked like it may, ran my thing through a VCR, then recorded it, then made a recording of that VCR then made another recording of that <laughs> VCR and then put it on my computer. And, you know, nowadays with how, like, clear and vibrant the screens are, it makes those flaws look even more. So it actually gave it a cool effect, but that's not an effect you want for a game like Transistor, you know? Like, if I was doing, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 with that effect, it would look tight, but not Transistor. And the story's pretty good, but you don't you don't get a big sense of it right off the bat. You know, um, the character, I forget her name. Oh, it's red because of her hair. But she's like a singer. And then she like ends up getting attacked by these these mechs. And she has this like digital sword that works as a key to like open ports. You know, you kind of like a USB thing that you plug in. But the whole look and, and it looks good. And the the score, the musical score is really good because... It's adaptive, so depending on what you're doing, there's a different um, uh, music dynamic. You know what I mean? It, so oh, you know, if, if you don't cross like that in that bridge, like while you're crossing that bridge, it's a certain thing. But if you go back, it changes too. You know, if you go in a different direction. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So and it was only I think I want to say. I think it was like four ninety nine or three ninety nine, but it was like eighty percent off on the Switch store. But I see that it's on PS four and PC as well, but I don't know how much it is there. I thought I looked for it and didn't see it. I have to look again. Yeah, I know. Um, Larry had told me to play this game called Alder's Blood, which is it plays like this too, but. Alder's Blood is a little more XCOM-y, more strategic, so it gets a little, it's a little harder, even the demo. Like, I played the demo, and 
like everything about it, like the story, the look, the style, because kind of steampunk me, like Lovecraftian kind of. Um, uh-huh. But it, it, it just, it, the, the gameplay is something that I need to, to get into. I noticed there's a lot of games. I have a weird thing with games right now where if the tutorial level is too long, but it's like a basic game that I'm used to playing like a shooter, like, all right, like, you know, tutorial's too long, I'm not going to fuck with you. Like, this is too, uh, I get, throw me into the action, man, you know? Um, right. But then there's yeah. these that, like, when you're new to them and they don't kind of tell you much, like, the, Transistor does a good job of throwing you into the action and doing the tutorial level. Like, I think, I feel that I, I'm about an hour in. I feel like I'm still kind of in a tutorial, but it's enough story has passed where like, I felt like I'm also playing the game, you know? And, Mm -hmm. but something like, like animal crossing that Emily's playing, like I watch her play and it's like, it doesn't tell you anything. Like if you've played animal crossing before, you can kind of figure it out. But for someone like her, that's never played it. It was like, there's a big learning curve, but it's, it's a fun learning curve for her. For me, it wouldn't be fun at all. Yeah. But but right. Alder's Blood is like that. Like there's the tutorial isn't as explanatory. Even like in terms of like yeah, what to do, walk, move, plan an attack. But the little tactical strategy part of it is is not as self explanatory. And I was like, Yeah, this is a little hard. Like I'll I'll, I'll go back to it but not yet. And then I found transistor and I'm like, No, I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't want to say like a dumbed down, but it's a different way of doing it that makes it more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that that was like my little game review for this. But nice. And then I saw, damn. There I shit. Uh, I know the there's the Assassin's Creed reveal that happened recently. That was for Valhalla. I oh, I think saw. I did hear a little bit about that. Yeah. But it's weird because they now they're saying is Valhalla like, but they were saying the people that started looking at copyright stuff months ago already knew. Like there was a a, a weird stream that they did that Ubisoft did that was eight hours long. And they were actually like drawing the cover, and you would get to watch it. So if it, at the end of the eight videos, you realize it's an Assassin's Creed cover, and it's like a Viking themed. And then, so while they were watching it happen, they're like searching for patents and copyrights by put in by Ubisoft. Ubisoft, so they're like, oh, it's gonna be called Valhalla. And yeah, so the the actual name wasn't that much of a surprise for most people that are following that but for me it was <laughs> okay yeah. what are you playing right now man? are you playing anything or are you just watching tv me i'm kind of playing uh shadow of war the middle lurk giant oh okay and uh i don't know something like it's one of those games where I can only play it for a little while before I have to take a break. 
I can see so, that. So, going slow. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I know I had the same, for Shadow of Mordor, I had the same, uh, the same kind of vibe. Like, I played the, the beginning, like a good chunk. Then once I started doing more different stuff, like the mission-y stuff, I'm like, okay, I, I, I can... I can take a break from this because while I did enjoy it, but it was, you know, I'm not that into stealth games, you know? So while that game isn't entirely stealth, that mission was, and I'm like, uh, I'm not, I don't know if how long I could keep trying this, you know? Because I, I guess right. I suck at stealth games, but who knows? And it's weird because, like, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's any breathing room uh-huh. it's like i know i'm on the first map and it's like a war zone like a battlefield in front of a castle or whatever and it's like like there's enemy like normally like in the open world type of game you know you have the places with the enemies and the places with the stores or whatever and the places with like it's not just being assaulted and here it kind of is. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's still it's pretty cool and fun, but as I I'm trying not to die, and everywhere I turn there are orcs. Okay. Yeah, this and is... some of them, which is annoying, because you can't just keep doing the same thing to them. Yeah. Which some... and then some of them, like they there's a trait or whatever called a what's it called? It's a something, but they come back to life. Like instead of dying, they come back and fight more. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so it's like oh man, I just barely survived and now I gotta do it again. While your reinforcements are here, and then I end up running away. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's odd that they come back to life like that. So it's a trait some of the generals have. Yeah, but can you eventually kill them? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like they only do that once. Oh, okay. And then get, you then you can kill them. But yeah, I know I was playing another game. I was playing Outlier. Huh. What is that girl's name? Huh. What is the girl's name? Her name is Atlier Ferris, which is part of the Atlier series, mm-hmm. uh, where she's an alchemist and. The game is like half making stuff and half turn-based RPGing, and uh, yeah, like it's a fun game. It's interesting because the Atlier games they used to have like a real strict time constraint, and after the Arlen series, they stopped doing that. So it's like. I've got all this time now. Like, you could pretty much do whatever you want. And, 
I won't say that it takes away the sense of agency, but I will say it does let you play around more. Hmm. So that's the thing. But I kind of needed to take a break from that. Like, I'm, I'm a decent way into it. And uh, I'm just taking a break right now. Okay. And what what are you what are you gonna watch next, man? After now that you're done with Stranger Things. Um you know I started watching Hunter Hunter this morning. What's that? And it's an anime about a kid like his dad left him when he was a baby to be a hunter. And so now he wants to become a hunter. So that he can find out, like, what's so great about it, that his dad felt it was okay to leave his son to do it. And, uh, yeah, so it's about him becoming a hunter. This whole first arc that I'm going through right now is uh, him taking the test to become a hunter. And so he's, like, meeting friends and facing challenges and... It's really weird because I just started this morning, but I'm already on like episode 15. Oh, wow. So I'm not 100% sure how that happened. Like, I know I only skipped one episode because it was like a recap episode. But still, like, that means I've gone through like 12 episodes worth of content. Man. And I was not planning on doing that. But, yeah, like, I think I'm going to keep that going for a bit. Um, yeah, like, I think that's the next big one. Like, but I've kind of been jumping around, too. So it's like, uh, there's this one show that I want to watch that I started, but it was started off so slow that I stopped and i started watching terrifier oh which is it's a pretty bad movie yeah but it's interesting i made the mistake of trying to watch it at work oh and the chainsaw scene i'm like you know it was getting a little crazy like building up and then once the chainsaw scene came i'm like you know what i can't watch this here like there's like I see, like a, a mom with kids pulls up to park in front to get, cut the kids' hair. Like, oh, get off, get off the TV! <laughs> like, I couldn't hit the <laughs> I couldn't hit the the circle button fast enough. <laughs> like, I felt like it almost delayed. Like when you press it, I didn't press it hard enough, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't stop. So I said, "Stop!" Like it was so crazy, but it, it was right Are at you that. You mean the chainsaw, or the the jigsaw, or hacksaw? Oh, hacks, hacks! Uh, the one with the girl upside down. That was the yeah. That, that was okay. a hacksaw, right? Yeah, that, or yeah, I think it was like a hacksaw. Yeah, that's what made it more disturbing because it's like that takes longer, you know. <laughs> She's just screaming, right? And I'm like, but I actually like yeah, the the movie. Like, like I actually cringe during that part. Like, yeah, man, that was a little rough. It was. It was almost in, in enough, like. If it the customers weren't coming in, I was like, "This is hard to watch." Like, 
but it, you know it kind of it doesn't like force you to just stick watching it i don't think i didn't get that sense but it, it it's kind of like okay if i can get past this in this movie i'm pretty sure i can get through the rest of it you know but as far as it being mm-hmm. like a like a bad movie like i actually liked how it looked and felt like it felt like a good a well done b movie i don't know if it's almost trying to be bad you know but I, I I like I said I only saw that was was that like ten minutes in I think. That... Yeah, that's a a little deep in there. It's like a, about a half hour. Okay, so yeah, and then I never went back to watch it. I did see that they're making a sequel. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's right. Just, that that seems hard weird. to watch. Oh, go ahead. That that yeah. is hard to watch. <laughs> Plus, I think the last Killer Clown movie I watched, I just really enjoyed it so much. Which that, it? that it, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, it just seems like not as good a movie, even though that doesn't make sense. Like, they're different movies. Just because they both have Killer Clowns doesn't mean you have to compare them. Yeah. But my last Killer Clown movie was Gags the Clown. And it's the supernatural clown that goes around with, like, balloons full of bath salts that he uh, uh, hits people with. And uh, it's really good. Like, really good. Like, I'm not sure if you would like it because it's a camera perspective. Oh, okay. Like, footage. Uh, But... If it weren't for that, I think you might like it. Like, and yeah, it's not like gross. Like, it's not like super gory, but it is fun and scary. Well, I was scared. Uh, Burn Chat says, I started watching Mythic Quest last night. First episode was pretty funny, at least. Yeah, it, it's a good show. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm on episode five. I watched like five in one sitting. And then I didn't continue, but I want to. I think we're going to have to at one point to do <laughs> for TV Tuesday. Maybe. Right. I don't know if all of it, but whatever we can. Because <laughs> I, I mm-hmm. do want to see how it finishes. And, and I like the humor in it. It reminds me of Silicon Valley. But, you know, a little different than Silicon Valley. A little, little more low brow, maybe. Right. But, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, the last Killer Clown movie I saw was, I guess, it Chapter Two. But, but before that was a, uh, it was one called Clown. Um, I think it's called Clown, where it's a guy that dresses up as a clown, but it, the, I guess the costume is cursed. And oh, okay. When he takes off his the the red nose, it actually takes off his nose with it, and he's like the the makeup is becoming his skin. And he can't take off the clothes, and it 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 came about because, um, the clown for the like little girl's birthday party didn't show up, so he ran and bought like a costume, r- just real quick, or he found it or something. And I guess it was cursed, and he turns into the killer clown. But it's more of like the the killer clown is him, and he's trying to stop himself. You know, like that conflict 
And mm-hmm. it was, I think it was written and directed by the dude that did Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. So it's like, I watched it specifically because, like, oh, this is the dude that's making Spider-Man Homecoming. Let's see if he if he's good at this. You know, if he can make a solid unknown horror movie. Because, you know, with horror movies, especially unknown ones, it's like, it, it's a gamble if you're going to watch something. Like, you don't, it, most likely it's not going to be that good, you know? There's a few that right. like, are surprising, but, you know, it's always a, a, a draw. Like, you don't know what you're getting. <clears throat> yeah, um, like, I have Amazon Prime, so, like, anyone could put anything up on for on Prime Video. Like, right. as long as it's functionally a movie, you can put your shit on Amazon Prime. So I come across all types of terrible, terrible, terrible horror movies. Like, I can't even go through them all. There's so many. What I'd like about Amazon Prime is they have a good selection right now of, like, the sword and sorcery movies. Like the Conans and Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, I don't have... I, I fucked up my Prime, and, and I don't have it, even though it says I do. But I can't access anything, and I don't know what's going on. So I put That's them all... weird. I put them all on my queue... And then now they're like, I can't see them. <laughs> yeah. But I'll figure that out at one point. But yeah, it, it's. Yeah. Amazon Prime. There's like even like I'm like, oh, this is an interesting documentary about, you know, and it's like I, I think it was about energy and corruption of energy or Tesla and, and how they tie up, you know, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to watch this. And basically a glorified youtube video like it's a youtube video with credits <laughs> like <laughs> right and like and it's conspiracy theories like it's crazy but yeah prime prime is good for that and but yeah and that's why i watched that movie clown i, I think it's called clown i'm not i'm not in, i feel like it's not but but i'll, I'll find out right now and yeah it, it was actually pretty good uh oh yeah here it is clown uh, but yeah um that was the last killer clown movie I saw but we'll see let me see if I could okay. put this in chat close the window Uh, Hex and Chat is still talking about Mythic Quest says uh, Pootie Shoe was perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, Pootie Shoe is was hilarious. Uh, he goes, yeah, definitely more lowbrow than Silicon Valley, but no real coding jokes in it so far. Yeah. All right, let's see what's in the news here. Oh, uh, Tony Daniel has joined the the Jim Lee auction thing, and uh, he he posted one of his art to auction off. I just put that in chat, and it's a you know we 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 talk about a lot how the the line art and the inks, and then when you add color, it changes it. Like I think this one would be better with color. I don't know what it is about it, but something it just doesn't look too deep. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that it looks too flat or something. 
don't know. Take a look and see. <laughs> tell me what you think, Joe. Okay. But yeah, it's like a. It's kind of like the Gotham City Sirens with Joker tied up at the bottom. I think. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's. Let me see what the article says. Oh, my internet is so slow today. Your internet? Yeah, like it's. Uh, just like trying to uh. Like whenever I reload, like if I switch from the internet to like the my web browser back to my Discord, it just takes a long time to load. That's weird. For some I, reason. And I like I said, I was t- I was telling you like I had the when I was trying to call you like I was having trouble too and and yeah everything's taking a little longer to load. I don't know. Maybe there's too many people on the internet at once. <laughs> like the entire world's on it at once, and it's right. slowing everything when down. Call, like I didn't even hear anything. Right, and and that's the thing. Like usually, like if you're you, I call you and you miss the call. Like you'll call me back within a few seconds sometimes, or or I'll call a second time and it's fine. But it's pretty quick. Like I know within you know ten seconds if you're gonna pick up or not. You know. And then this time, like, mm-hmm. I think it rang for, like, I want to say about 35, 40 seconds. And, you know, it, anybody listening, that's like, oh, big difference, less than a minute. But it, it, it is a, it's a big difference when you're used to, when something works a lot faster, you know? Right. There's something about the composition of this photo that is not good. Yeah. Um... And it has to do with Catwoman. Yeah. It's it's the shading. Like, her in front with the all black. And you have, like, the super light poison ivy. And then, like, the medium black and white Harley Quinn. Like, yeah. I feel like she's the wrong person to be in the center of this. Yeah. Or if she should be in the center, she should be behind Quinn and poison ivy. Or Poison Ivy's leaves should have been shaded in more, or something. And then the Joker, yeah, yeah that would... some. I, I, it's one of those things. Like I think in color, this would look a lot better. Like it, it just looks weird. Right. But yeah, this is his. This is his. Uh, his entry into that. I don't know how much he's gonna get. I don't know. <laughs> but let's see what's in the news here. Uh, the hold on, I'm because I'm switching back to my web browser. Oh, yeah, go for it. But uh, Hasuna Miku Project Diva Mega Mix adds a touch play mode via an update. So basically, now they've updated it so there are buttons on the switch that you can press instead of the uh, Joy-Cons. Okay. And I, I posted what the new mode looks like in chat. So you just tap on those? So you, you don't necessarily have to play with the Joy-Cons. You can just play Touch now? Right. Okay. That's kind of cool. It's kind of like a rhythm game. Yeah. Hmm. And that's that Vocaloid, right? That like virtual singer? Is that what the right? Like, I, I recognize that name. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's her. We actually saw her, me and Lauren saw her in concert. How did that work? Cause is she like on a on a screen or hologram? Um, it's a hologram. Okay, but it's like it doesn't like. Huh, I'm forgetting the details, but yeah, like there's like a little section of the stage and like the band is there mm -hmm. like an actual band and then she's in hologram like singing and dancing it's pretty cool yeah i thought like i don't i know i took video of the event but i don't know if we uploaded it if we ended up uploading that or not Burr says, damn, I miss playing Project Diva. Maybe I should get this. It's a rhythm game where you can unlock lots of cute costumes for the characters and stuff, too. And, yeah, he says it's a hologram. I know I was going to go see Dio. Um, he died, I want to say, like, feels like almost 10 years ago. Um, and his band was going to play with a hologram of Dio. Like, they put an AI to fucking just process a bunch of video footage of him so it moves like him it does the banter like him and sings like him and then it was going to be a hologram it was at a at a decent venue right here at the Wiltern and I think it was something like 60 bucks and I was like I'm gonna do that but <clears throat> I ended up not getting the tickets and then they sold out really quick so I guess more people were interested in seeing Dio in a hologram this time around when I had seen Dio before, it was, like, at a big, like, amphitheater, like the Verizon Wireless. And, uh, yeah, I guess they didn't count. I think they probably could have sold out that Verizon Wireless amphitheater, too, if <laughs> with the hologram. But I think they needed it to be indoors for some reason. Who knows? Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's interesting. I, I always thought, like... It feels weird because I'm like, ah, seeing a hologram, that's ridiculous. And then Dio's like, oh, I want to see Dio <laughs> hologram, you know, like. <laughs> because, like, the Tupac one was interesting to watch, like, on video. It's like, oh, wow. I, but I, when I remember when I saw that, I'm like, I don't know how I'd be, like, seeing it live, you know. But, yeah, I guess maybe now I, I like, maybe I would see this. What's her name? Hatsune Miko? Or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got on the first try. Yeah. So, I was like, yeah, maybe that'd be something interesting to see. Uh, let's see here. This week, uh, I guess, the Sandman finale had a giant splash page moment that most people miss. It says, this week DC Comics released new issues for the first time in a month, including a finale of... Sysbrier and Bilky Evely's The Dreaming, the crown jewel of Neil Gaiman's Sandman Universe imprint. The issue is a work of art in more ways than one. And one of those ways, ironically, is the, it is only available in a comic shop. Due to the current pandemic crisis, many comic shops are closed. Uh, we're going into that. It says, still, it's likely that most folks who read The Dreaming number 20 this week read it digitally. And those folks missed out on a big surprise. One of the only works with 
one that only works with a visual, uh, physical copy. Fortunately, courtesy of DC Comics, we can reproduce that right here. And it says here, the art depicts the long way to return of the King of Dreams, whose disappearance kicked off the plot of the whole Sandman Universe imprint two years ago, who now takes the form of the Kabbalah's Tree of Life. The page that came before the gatefold even primed the reader to return the reader to turn the comic page 90 degrees by gradually rotating its art and lettering. So I'm going to put the picture in chat and we can try to read it digitally, see if it works or not. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, it, it in the physical copy, you can. I guess because of the, the turning of the phone triggers. Yeah, I'm reading it, just fine. I don't even have to like lock the, the screen. Yeah, they're full of shit. Um. Yeah, so it, it's it kind of spirals, out and and we've seen that happen before with. What was it? The Court of Owls, Batman. Yeah, and that worked fine digitally too for me. I don't know. This Polygon thinks that that's something that phones can't do, and Polygon reporting on comics is odd because they're more of a tech thing, as far as I know. But no, they do. They do general nerd shit. Oh, okay. Um, like I get some comic news from them. Okay. So, yeah. They're, there it is. You can read it digitally here on All Games Discord. <laughs> on my iPhone, I guess, because I don't know if your phone. I don't know if your phone <laughs> did that, where, where it turned the screen, automatically. Uh, I didn't try it. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, my phone does, but normally I just lock it if yeah. it's getting in the way. I I haven't read any of these Sandman Universe stuff, but. Who knows? I, I don't know. I want to, but then I don't. Because it's like, none of it's written by Neil Gaiman. So it's like, <laughs> why bother, you yeah? know? Right. It's like, I don't want to see... No. So go ahead. No, I was saying, I get that. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, we talked about Robert Kirkman suing the 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 game company yesterday but i guess he's he's gonna make a f few more bucks here it says uh humble comics bundle has partnered with skybound entertainment and image comics to offer 484 dollars worth of digital walking dead comics covering the entire run of robert kirkman's graphic novel series for just 18 dollars oh wow yeah the latest deal, which sees a proportion of the proceeds go to charity, has four separate tiers, but those who pay the full asking price will receive download links for all 32 volumes of the Walking Dead comics, in addition to the series' one-off special issues and supplemental materials. That's over 192 issues of the award-winning series, which ran from 2003 to the summer of last year, where it unexpectedly ended after chronicling years of the main roster's survival against the zombie apocalypse. So, so yeah, so humble 
I'm trying to get that link. Where is humblebundle.com is where it is. And uh, I think I'm actually going to get it. Like, okay. It's 18 bucks for all of it. And, yeah, I've read some on bootleg. I've bought a few. Like, $18 is not, they can get that from me. And it's going for a good cause, I guess, charity for the comic book shops. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you can actually pay $1 or more because <laughs> it's pay what you want, kind of. And... It, it's yeah so but if you pay if you pay the full price you get you get all of it so yeah you could pay a okay. dollar and get, get a good good chunk of them so it says here pay you get the free for free I think you get no no for one dollar, you get the Walking Dead free comic book day Negan story, The Walking Dead volume one, two, three, four, five, and then eight dollars or more, you'll also unlock volume six through thirteen, and the Survivor's Guide, and then for fifteen, you can also unlock the Walking Dead volume fourteen to. 23 as well and then for 18 or more you unlock everything like yeah everything so okay so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do that shit I'm actually gonna post the link in chat if you guys want to check it out cool yeah. But yeah, let's see what else is in the news. There was, I know there was a news story we talked about, and then there was more about it today. Oh, yeah, the 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 Aladdin, not the Aladdin, the Lion King, no, the Hercules movie has found the producers, <laughs> the Russo brothers. So oh, okay. they're gonna produce it. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes with that. I don't think the, yeah, I, I will see how that live action goes. Uh, there's comic book displays going into over 3,000 Walmart stores next Tuesday. Uh, the sidekick comic displays from new comics publisher Allegiance Arts and Entertainment will be placed in the book departments of 3,384 3, Walmart stores, about 70% of the chain starting next Tuesday, May 5th, May 5th. The displays will hang on the side of the end cap display. It will launch with four original middle grade titles priced at $4.98 for, all, for, to, uh, for 24 all-story pages on 70-pound paper. The displays are being placed by ReaderLink, which handles book distribution to Walmart. The eight pockets will be used to display multiple issues of the book's so readers will be able to find early issues even after the titles have launched. Plans are to launch with 10 copies per store of each title. The comics will also be available at Walmart. So I'm going to... I'm pretty sure that shit's going to get destroyed <laughs> at Walmart. <laughs> They're like mm. cardboard end caps. 
and like there's nothing protecting the comics i'll i'll put the i have a picture of what they're showing what it's gonna look like um but yeah it, we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of comics on the floor <laughs> and they put like in this one they put it right next to the toys so it's all little and not like you know cool like big guy toys <laughs> like adult toys <laughs> and not like sex toys but like you know transformers and shit it's fucking right little bats and little kid toys yeah well, we'll see how it goes i maybe we'll we'll have to go to walmart and get some review material uh okay let's see Um, so it looks like this just came out a couple hours ago, but, uh, the teaser for the first episode of Distant Lands is out. What's Distant Lands? Oh, I'm sorry. The new Adventure Time series for HBO Max. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, they already did, like, a regular teaser for the, the whole thing. Uh, Bemo's the first episode, and we get that trailer, that teaser, uh, today, which I put in chat so you can check that out. Oh, nice. I'll watch that. Uh, Burr says, defining what toy, LOL, defining what toys you're talking about is tricky. Not kids' toys, but adult toys, but not those adult toys. They stick up your butt. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with enough determination, you can st- stick any toy up your butt. That's true. Uh, Comic-Con is canceled, but they're doing a virtual artist alley <laughs> somehow. Uh, they still, Comic-Con is still, they, they're still also doing their souvenir program book that they do every year. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I know what the artist is going to be like, but how do you get your stuff? (laughs) Yeah. Like you can't just buy prints and shit, right? Well, if you like FaceTime them and tell them what you want. Yeah. But I, I'm more cons- like because last year I went and bought a commission piece, right? And right. It, it was already made. I just needed it colored, or I paid extra to have it colored. But since I was only there one day, um, he's gonna mail it to me, and you know, it was almost like eight months before I got it, and that's with getting there in person, so. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Maybe he won't have the artist won't have as much work as it's virtual. But yeah, artists can can go and and get. Let's see. Let's see what the San Diego Comic Con blog says. It says with San Diego Comic Con 2020 canceled, it's more important than ever to support artists and small vendors. We have compiled a list of many San Diego Comic Con artists located in Artist Alley with small press. And the full exp- uh, exhibitor list to follow. And then it says... Yeah. It doesn't say how you're going to be able to... Oh, okay. So right here, it actually has the list and a link to their Twitter and Instagram. Uh, 
and you can message them there if you want to buy stuff or just look at their art. I think they're, they're so used to people just walking around not buying things that <laughs> they're like, oh, you could just go to their Instagram and look at their art. But it's a good, um, <laughs> it's actually a good, uh, a good way to showcase these guys at the very least. Cause now it's, it's almost like if you don't go to Comic Con or you can't get tickets, you can't see them, you know? But, but yeah, look, we got, I'm going to have to go through that, through this list and check them all out. That's a good, mm-hmm. good resource. I, it's pretty organized. I, I'm surprised how easy it was to find out everything real quick. I, uh, all right. So there's that. Uh, we already did these stories. But yeah. Oh, there's... um. Uh, the alt free comic book day. Larry sent us the link to had Jimmy Palmiotti on, and what I don't know what he was talking about because I I couldn't watch it at the moment. But I know he's kickstarting a project with uh Dave Johnson, and it's called Pop Kill Number One, and I don't know what it's about everything i've seen of it like uh, they announced it last week and everybody that that picked up the story says oh we're mixing uh coffee and murder <laughs> like if you like coffee and murder you're gonna love this like that's all they really say um maybe you mm. know it's weird but the... i like but i'm not really in the coffee yeah <laughs> but you know it, it's just I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I guess if I would listen to that alt comic shop. When I thought you weren't going to be on today, I was just going to play that alt free comic book day stream <laughs> and kind of talk <laughs> over it, <laughs> and just talk over it. Like, oh, that, this is what he, they're saying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like comment on it. But, right. You know, but then you came. So, well, the thing is, I couldn't find it. Like, when I actually tried to like put it in my browser, I couldn't find it. Like, it, it, they made it. I, I don't know why they made it hard to find like that, but, you know, a lot of these things are just thrown together last minute, you know? Right. So, so yeah. So, I, I'm done with my news real quick. All done. But, you got yeah, anything Yeah, I, I got nothing else. Cool. <laughs> so, we'll play this wrap-up music. We're going to wrap up. And, uh, we're, you know, we're back on all games. That's good. But, we'll see. We'll see if that happens next week, too. <laughs> uh, you got any final thoughts? Um, it's a new month, May first today. I know some people are saying the coronavirus is going to disappear this month, and that everything will be back to normal. I'm not sure if I believe it. <laughs> yeah. But we made it. We made it to May. Yeah. Um, hearts and prayers to everyone that did not make it to May. And their families feel for you. Yeah. Uh, my final thought, Joe, is that you you should watch Dark, at least episode one, see see how you feel, and then you know I know that you're watching other stuff too, but watch the first episode and then take it from there. Maybe come back to it. Maybe. It's a month. It is cool. Yeah. Sweet. And. 
for Larry and Oz, they're not here today. I'm sure their final thoughts were deep and inspiring, and you'll never hear them because they're not here today. But <laughs> <laughs> until Monday, I'm Moses Magnum. This has been Fantastic Forum, and we'll see you next week, hopefully here on allgames.com. <laughs> <laughs>